Praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy. So you're worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. Oh, the heavens and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you, Father, Lord, for speaking to us, Lord, Father, up until this time, Jesus, for ministering to our hearts. Lord, continue to minister to us, Lord, through your word. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, may your word, Lord, go deep into our hearts, Lord. Lord, may the purpose for which you're sending this word, Father, to us, may be accomplished, O Lord. Lord, we pray not a single person who hears this word tonight. Lord, Father, go back the way, Lord, they came, O oh God. We ask you that you will touch us, O oh Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, tonight's uh, message is from Second Chronicles chapter 25. Let's read from verse 1. It's a very important chapter and we can learn a lot from this chapter. Let's see what the Lord wants to speak to us tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 25. Amaziah was 20, 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 20 and 9 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord but not with a perfect heart. Now, please make a note of this, verse 2. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. In what way he actually missed? We're going to see from uh, verse 5 onwards. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and made them captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, according to the houses of their fathers, throughout all Judah and Benjamin. And he numbered them from twenty years old and above, and found them three hundred thousand choice men, able to go forth to war, that could, not, that could handle spear and shield. He hired also an hundred thousand mighty men of valor out of Israel for an hundred talents of silver. But there came a man of God to him, saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee, for the Lord is not with Israel to wit, but all the children of Ephraim. But if thou wilt go, do it, be strong for the battle. God shall make thee fall before the enemy, for God hath power to help and to cast down. 
And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I gave to the army of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give thee much more than this. Now, we need to make a note of verse 9, that if we make league with the enemies of God, we are bound to fail. Verse 10, Then Amaziah separated, to, separated them to wit the army that was come to him out of Ephraim to go home again. Wherefore the anger was greatly kindled against Judah, and they returned home in great anger. Now verse 11 onwards says what happened. Because he obeyed the Lord, God gave him victory. And he came with much um, spoil and he defeated his enemy and he's coming back home. Now, what is he doing over here? Let's see verse 14. Now, it came to pass after that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned incense unto them. Wherefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah, and he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hands? And it came to pass, as he talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear. Why shouldest thou be smitten? Then the prophet forbear and said, I know that God hath determined to destroy thee, because thou hast done this and has not hearkened unto my counsel. So we also see when this king did what he was not supposed to do. It means when he sinned against the living God, what happens here is his heart gets hardened against the prophet. The prophet that God has in his life to come and warn him, his heart hardens and he's not listening actually, which is actually becoming a snare to him. And we see verse 16 very clearly, because God has determined to destroy him, he's not listening to the counsel, the good counsel that would have saved him and given him his life. Rather, he chose to rebel. Number 17 onwards would say that Amaziah, king of Judah, took advice, that is ungodly advice, and you will see that, and sent to Joash the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us see one another in the, in the face. Now, um, the advice that came to him from the prophet was, do not go to war. Um, I'm sorry, the advice that came from um, the prophet was that you have sought after the other God, so God is going to deliver you you know, into the hands of the enemy. But he's not listening to that. He's not repenting. So what's happening is, he's getting another counsel, which is not of the Lord. And what he is doing is, he is listening to that because his heart is hardened. And what is happening here is, Joash, he's going to the king of Israel, and he's starting a fight. He's just sitting by himself where he should be just sitting, being thankful that, okay, I'm spared. I did something wrong. God gave me victory, but I gave 
the glory to the idols of that land, heathen land. And he should have um, been in sackcloth and ashes and repented. But instead what he did was, he actually went against the prophet that the Lord said, sent to warn him. So that didn't help. So on top of that, because God was determined to destroy him, what happened here was he went to the battle where he should not have gone and he ends up getting defeated. And you can read that. The rest of the chapter will tell you that um, he, got, he got defeated. Now, we're not here to completely go over the story and everything. We can go through the entire chapter by ourselves, which is very important. I would really encourage you to go home and read the entire chapter very slowly and see. Anytime we see a downfall, we have to look very carefully and see what we can learn from that. And this king, when you look at the outset, looks like he started well. But if you really look closer, you can see there's something wrong. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. But there is an important sentence there, but not with a perfect heart. And you can see also in other chapters by other kings, like King Hezekiah, they did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and also with a perfect heart. So they ended well. So we have to make that distinction. God makes that distinction actually in the Bible to show that sometimes our actions may be right, but our heart may not fully be with our actions. So our actions alone will not determine who we are, but our motives along with the actions. So for example, if we have to do something for the Lord, we can do it. But there will be another area where the Lord will say, okay, offer this as a sacrifice to me. And that's the area we'll say, no, I don't want to do that. Or there'll be something, we'll give up some obvious sins, and there'll be other areas where we should change, and we'll say, this is not that bad, this is not as bad as that. You know, I, I know believers who are also doing that. Why should I give up on this one? And when the Spirit of the Lord is convicting us personally in our hearts, what happens to that person is the person who is not perfect before the Lord, who is just um, doing all the things, right actions in front of people and even in front of God, he actually has many doors open where the very thing that he disobeys will become a snare. So we also see in the lives of many kings where um, they destroy the idols but they left the high places. And we can very clearly see in their lives also what, has, what happened. So we have to take this as a warning and uh, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, what are my high places? Have I left any high places in my life? Or did I clear everything? And is my heart perfect before you? Are my actions in my heart? perfect before you. I think in uh, New King James Version it says, but not with a loyal heart. So loyalty means like you really, really, really are devoted to that person 100%, 100%. So when the loyalty is not there, you can have all the actions you want, but your heart may be loyal to something else. So we have to question our loyalty. Am I 100% loyal to my God who has called me? Am I 100% loyal toward God? Who chose me and are my actions 
reflecting my heart. Is my heart completely surrendered to God? And am I going after other things which I should not? The reason why Amaziah actually went to Israel for help was his heart was not really fully committed to God. If, it, if his heart were committed to the Lord, he would know. He would know who to go to. He would have gone to the Lord. He would have gone to the Lord first and he would have said, Lord, just like how David used to do, shall I go? Shall I go up for battle? Or should I not? Should I stay? He never consulted the Lord. Instead, he is going to the person, the very person who is rebelling against God, who God is against, and he is going and seeking for help. But God is very gracious. What the Lord does is, he's offering help. He's saying, okay, I don't want Messiah to get killed. I don't want him to be destroyed. Let me give him an opportunity where I will send my prophet to him to let him know that don't go to battle, don't um, go get troops from him, don't get help from him, I will help him. So Amaziah listened to the Lord. How many times when we are in trouble or we do our own thing and when the Lord speaks to us through a person or through a scripture or through a message, how many times do we really listen? When we listen to what the Lord says, what happens is we escape the snare of the enemy. But when we don't listen and we say, I know everything, God speaks to me, and uh, you don't have to tell me anything. I know, you know when God speaks to me, and just go in your own course. That's where it becomes very dangerous. So we need to um, be very careful, and just as God's word says, there is safety in the multitude of counselors. So we have to make sure that our counsel is coming from the Lord. We, we saw in the verses, in, um, in actually um, Second Chronicles chapter 25, uh, we read how this king listened in verse 17, how he took advice from ungodly people. So just taking advice is not important. Where are we getting our advice from? Is our counsel from the Lord? Is it from God's people? Is it from the Lord God who cares about us? Is it from people who really listen to the Lord? Or are we just looking for some wisdom, some worldly wisdom, you know, or some from so-called people who say, I know, you know, what's happening. I can help you. So we have to look to the Lord for direction. That's where Amaziah missed. Because his heart was not loyal to the Lord, it was not his priority to consult whether to go to the battle or where to get help. He did not consult the Lord. So that's our first lesson that we learned from um, chapter 25 that anytime we do anything, check our heart. Am I 100% loyal to the Lord? Number two, we have to ask the Lord, Lord, do you want me to consult with this person? Do you want me to get help from my neighbor? Do you want me to ask assistance from this person? We have to ask him this question. Ask the Lord. The Lord will say, you don't have to ask anybody. I will help you. And that's fine. But if the Lord says, go ask this person, that's different. So our um, 
point that the Lord wants to drive home tonight is seek God and seek His face. And then there we will find our solution and our deliverance. And when we miss that, then we fall into dangerous pit. And a lot of times, a pit where we cannot bring ourselves up out of. So may the Lord help us this night to understand how dangerous it is when we walk in our own path, very comfortable, sufficient, um, self-sufficient and, and uh, thinking that I'll be okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm smart and I can outwit anybody but we will actually be deceiving ourselves. So we have to look to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know anything. Lord, I want to surrender myself fully to you and I need your help, Lord. I need your direction, Lord. Father, help my heart to be loyal to you. You know, it's not just a prayer that we say, Lord, help my heart to be loyal to you, loyal to you, loyal to you, and do everything opposite. Our heart has to be loyal to the Lord. If it is not loyal to the Lord, we got to see why. And we have to see all the strange gods that we have in our lives and uproot it and destroy it. So if our idolatry is television, then we have to make sure that's out. If our idolatry is gossiping, that has to be out. Gossiping is idolatry. So... For some people, they cannot live without gossiping. They have to pick up the phone and they have to talk to somebody about somebody else. So that is an abomination to the Lord. And if money is your idol, then that has to go. So that's between you and the Lord where we look to the Lord and we ask Him, Lord, examine my heart and show me. And when we sit in God's presence, the Spirit of the Lord will show us. He will speak to us. He will tell us where the idol is and which is the idol and some of you have taken all the idols out you say okay I don't want television you know I'm not going to gossip I'm not going to do this um, I'm not going to um, go for parties um, like the worldly people and uh, I'm not going to be drinking I'm not going to be gambling uh, I'm not um, going to watch anything bad all those things are idols I took everything off but a lot of times the high places will be there. You, you will be okay to be among people who do that. It's okay if other people gossip filthy things. You will just sit there as if um, it doesn't bother you at all. Oh, it's only them. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. That you do not take a stand. You will not open your mouth and say, this is displeasing to the Lord and get up from there and move and God is watching God is watching to see if you really took all the high places out of your life and many times um, small lie or saying something which is a lie but trying to make it look like it's the truth so you think it's not a lie and you deceive yourself when you know very well that you're not speaking the truth and you excuse that. Those are the high places that the Spirit of the Lord is dealing with you tonight. And the Lord says, if you want to live upright before me and walk with a perfect heart, then you have to look at yourself, look at your heart and say, Lord, take away everything that is not perfect. Take away everything that is displeasing in your sight.
And Lord, remove all the high places from my life. I will remove it. God is not going to turn you around and God is not going to just open your heart and take away lying, throw away stealing and, and uh, God is not going to do the cleaning work for you. We have to clean. We have to cleanse our temple. We have to do it. It's our job. And that is the reason why we see in the New Testament that Jesus Christ, when he went to the temple, when he saw the money changers sitting there, what he did was he took a whip and he whipped everything that was there, basically. Then he overturned the table and the money was scattered all over the place. You know why? Because nobody did that and he did it. He had to do that because nobody did it. Nobody had the zeal that Jesus had. So he had to do that. He didn't say, oh, my father will cleanse this temple, you know, and just wait. No. So the same way in our heart, our bodies, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, our heart, we have to look at our heart in God's presence and say, Lord, as you cleanse me, I will cleanse my temple. And look at uh, the motives many times, why you do certain things. What, what is the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing? May the Spirit of the Lord speak to you and may He examine your motives. If Jesus is standing in front of you and your heart is an open book, He is standing, but if you can just see it, will you do things the way you're doing? We can be tithing, we can be going to church regularly, we can be going to Bible studies, we can be going to fasting prayer, uh, we can be taking Sunday school, we can be taking youth meeting, um, we can be preaching, we can be doing all kinds of things. Those are the right actions. But is your heart perfect toward the Lord? May the Lord speak to us. May that question ring in our ears and in our hearts and our mind throughout this week. Is my heart perfect toward the living God? I can have right actions, but my heart may not be 100% loyal to the Lord. When there is a divided allegiance, we are bound to fall. Somewhere down the road, we will fall. So we have to make sure that our allegiance is 100% to the Almighty God and to Him alone. We will bow. And not to anything else. Not to fame. Not to vain glory. Not to vanity. And uh, we can say, I can excuse these things. Certain things I can excuse. Ah, that's no big deal. But those are the things that the Father in Heaven will look and say. These are your high places. Remove them from your life. And when we remove them from our lives, we will experience true freedom. Up until then, we will never. We will never experience that because we're still bound by certain things that we have allowed ourselves to be bound. So, Let's give ourselves 100% to the Lord, 100% and say, Lord, I'm all yours. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. The reason why I freely give everything is because I cannot hold anything. And if I have anything, that's not going to profit me because He is the one who is everything. And a lot of times I think to myself, He is God. Who are we to give 
ourselves to him and him even taking us. He's the almighty God. He's such a holy God. And he's so great. Yet, he's saying, come to me, I will take you. Give yourself to me 100% and I will take you. Isn't that a privilege for us to give ourselves 100% to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? So, let's look at it from an honest heart. An honest heart, like we saw several weeks back, is the good ground. An honest heart is the good ground. Or the good ground is the honest heart that will bear hundredfold fruit. So that honest heart, that good ground, will be a ground that will be perfect toward the Lord. Their heart will be perfect toward the Lord. That means when something is not right, their heart will say, there's something wrong about this. Even if I do not know whether it's fully right or not, I'm not going to go that side. But a heart that is not perfect toward the Lord, a heart that is not loyal to the Lord, what will happen is, it's going to look at the same thing and it's, it's going to say, I don't know if this is right or wrong, so I'm going to go with it. That's the difference. A perfect heart will say, if I'm not sure that this is pleasing to the Lord, I will not do it. But a heart that is not loyal to the Lord will say, I do not know if this is pleasing to the Lord, so I will go ahead and do it. So I'll look for excuses. So we have to see, Lord, if I have the slightest doubt, like Apostle Paul says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So if we know something is not right, and if we do not know that something is not right, but if we have an uncomfortable feeling, which is given to our hearts by the Holy Spirit, when we have that discomfort, a perfect heart will say, I'm not going that way. Even if it would cost me, I'm not going to go that way. So, may the Spirit of the Lord speak to us tonight. And may our hearts be perfect. Not just our actions, but may our hearts be perfect to the, to the living God. And secondly, may we give diligence, heed to what God would say through God's people. And never say, I know everything. Who are you to tell me this? Even if you say something that will save their life, there are people who will say, I don't care. I don't want to hear you speak. Leave me alone. I will do what I want to do. So that is the way of a man who is determined to go downhill. So we have to see, if the Lord, is the Lord sending a Nathan in your life? Is the Lord sending prophet like he said to Amaziah take heed take heed stop we can't just run and keep running like a horse that does not have sense that has to be stopped by manpower but we have to stop ourselves and we have to say God is sending somebody my way I better stop I better listen I better listen to what they're saying and repent because that is the very grace of God that is the grace that is being revealed through that person in your life and those are the people who will continue in the path to glory
prayer, please contact us at prayer at Elbethel International Ministries .org. That's prayer at Elbethel International Ministries .org. Or you may phone us at 001-845-360-0534. Once again, 001-845-360-0534. You may write us at Elbethel International Ministries PO Box 966. Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. On the web, please visit us at www.lbethelinternationalministries.org.